Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining us on the line is Mark Hamrick with Bankrate talking a little bit about the financial picture that we're seeing uh, around the world right now and especially here in the U.S. when it comes to the job market. Uh, Mark, thanks for being with us this morning. Uh, a lot of people kind of uh, taking stock of the year now, using right the calendar turning to December to look at what's happened so far this year and where we might be going in 2024. And when it comes to wage growth, it's still there, but recent uh, numbers have showed that it's slowed a little bit, than, uh, more so than it has in some of these pandemic years since 2020. What are you learning from some of these numbers as you see them come in? Yeah, good to be with you. Belated uh, happy Thanksgiving to both you and Susan Bryan. Uh, I think that uh, there's sort of what's happening right now, and then there's the experience of the past few years. Unlike PTSD with respect to economic uh, events, I think people are still uh, somewhat in shock from the inflation that we've experienced when we had uh, the peak last summer and have been uh, slowly but surely coming down from that peak. But while inflation has come down, many prices have not, and certainly not compared to the pre-pandemic era. And I think that's the sort of benchmark that people look look at. Uh, in terms of the moment, uh, wages are growing at a level that is above the recent pace of inflation. And so that is an improvement in so-called real wages or wages adjusted for inflation. But that doesn't undo the mismatch between those dynamics that had occurred over the previous couple of years. So consumer sentiment is still pretty miserable. We just completed a bankrate.com survey on uh, sort of how Americans assess this. Uh, and it finds that among those who are employed, 60 percent say their income has not kept up with the rising household expenses caused by inflation in the past year. On the flip side, fewer than a third believe their pay has kept up with or exceeded inflation this year. And that's a metric that's actually lower than last year. So that's another word saying it's not as even favorable as it was last year. So then the question is, what's the outlook? And we're just coming off 
one of the best quarters for growth in the economy that we've had in quite some time. We had a uh, upwardly revised GDP reading here this week, uh, coming in with an annualized increase of 5.2 percent. Uh, that is the strongest since the end of 2021, when we we're still getting a lot of impacts from all the fiscal stimulus and the reopening of the economy. So the economy does have good momentum. The question is how much of that can be maintained, and that will only be answered in the months ahead. You know, Mark, I'm wondering, has forecasting never been harder? It seems there <laughs> there's this cloud right now preventing us from looking too far forward, or is it always like that? I would say, Susan, and it's a very good question and ultimately a point that, uh, you know, very few of us, uh, if anyone really predicted the pandemic, very few if anyone predicted this uh, supply chain disruptions and how the economy would react to a reopening of all that. Uh, following on that is the failure to see all the inflation coming. And then you would have had to have predicted that the Federal Reserve would have engaged in the steepest rate increases seen in uh, a generation. And so uh, the failure to be able to anticipate all that is certainly, you know, representative of what you're describing. I think where economists and, and people like me uh, come in uh, where uh, a, a decent job is done is sort of looking out over the uh, immediate horizon and saying, well, this is the way things look in the very near term. But, you know, for example, one thing many people are trying to figure out for next year is, do we see further easing in mortgage interest rates? You know, we were up in the 8% level. Uh, now the new survey from Bankrate uh, finds the 30-year fixed rate mortgage at 7.41%. Uh, that's been a shock to the, the housing market and certainly for anybody who's trying to uh, buy a home because the affordability has been damaged uh, by uh, a factor of about 50 percent. Um, the point there I'm making is that it's almost impossible to accurately predict where mortgage rates will go because you're having to predict what's going to happen in the in the bond market, and that is incredibly difficult to predict. So I, I think what well, I think we're probably better at saying where we are than than where we're going to go. Yeah, it is tough, um, which makes the next question I have for you even that much tougher, right? Uh, Growth in the consumer price index passed over wage growth in 2021. It Mm -hmm. has stayed above wage growth uh, since that time, so for a couple of years now. Does that begin to change in 2024, or are we on this kind of uh, path that we can't see the end to where really most people are not getting any sort of wage gain. They're they're losing money in the long run. Well, let's remember, first of all, that when we talk about wage growth and ultimately all these other things, we're talking about the broadest measures of the U.S. economy in aggregate, meaning, you know, we can talk about the fact that um, average hourly earnings in uh, the October employment report, which is the Employment reports way of trying to address what we're getting in the form of wage growth. Well, that was a gain of of 4.1 percent. That was actually above the rate of the consumer price index year over year increase. Uh, I think that I think that will probably remain the case in the near term. I think that uh, you had shared an article uh, with our team uh, pointing to an outlook that suggests that wage growth may be less generous next year uh, than what has been this year. And I think that's a reasonable forecast, given the fact that uh, we're still coming off very high inflation. But uh, we're also looking at forecasts for inflation, let's say, on a year-over-year increase in the early next year, 
sort of not only getting down to 3%, sort of a flat 3.0% measure, but probably getting below 3%. And if we can do that, then we're probably getting closer to the Federal Reserve's uh, 2% target, which is why it's keeping interest rates uh, at a high level. Um, And when that happens, then the Fed's going to ultimately signal that it will begin to bring down interest rates. And one of the reasons we're seeing very strong rally in the stock market of late and falling bond yields that are contributing to things like falling mortgage rates is that people are anticipating, wrongly or not, that the Fed will be cutting rates perhaps by the midpoint of next year. It's a long way of saying that um, I think a lot of people will feel better about the economy if inflation gets closer to that 2% level on an annual basis, but we're not there yet. Most recently, it's sort of 3.2%-ish. All right. Hey, Mark, it's always great uh, getting your read on, on how things are playing out in the economy. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for being in touch. That's Mark Hamrick with Bankrate.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.